Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me, as always, is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hello, Richie. Today, we're going to get over the newsroom. We're going to recap the AFC and NFC Championship Games. We'll, of course, continue with our season reviews. We'll take a quick stop in Chris's betting corner just to recap. Unfortunately, there's no... Pro Bowl lines or anything out yet because the teams haven't been picked and we're not going to bet on the Super Bowl this far out. Although I'll give you a sneaky tip. I'm all over Carolina. <laughs> and, of course, we'll take a look at the Pro Bowl. James, it's our 33rd podcast. There is one game to go. It's two games. The Pro Bowl's a legitimate game. No, it's not. Let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. That being said, the uniform is pretty cool, if you haven't seen those yet. Um, New England fall short in a nail-biting finish against Denver. Denver take it out 20-18 to 18 in what was pretty much a defensive struggle. And Peyton Manning looked good for a quarter. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, a quarter. He made a few good throws, but the problem I had is when the game was on the line and they needed to drive the field, they just couldn't do it. No, nah, they couldn't the, move the ball. Lucky the defense played really well, especially those... That front four, um, Von Miller, Derek Wolf on the inside, and DeMarcus Ware, they were absolutely outstanding. They were unblockable, especially DeMarcus Ware. He, I can't believe he only had half a sack. He actually broke the record. He had nine hits on Tom Brady in a game. Tom Brady broke a record getting hit 24 times or whatever it was. He got the crap kicked out. It of is him. mental. I, yeah, I, I kind of couldn't be happier, though, because the Patriots lost. And it's just so satisfying to watch them lose. And did you see Tom Brady? I know they, were, they had a few, you know, comments during the week about how he whinges to the refs and that kind of stuff. Did you see him after the game whinging to the refs? Well, he's you got, such a bad loser. You got to tee up for next year. Oh, he's the sorest loser I've ever seen. He's a whinger. Uh, him and Edelman—they're the biggest whingers I've ever seen. But do you know what? Denver came out, and I will give all the credit to Wade Phillips, the defensive coordinator. He didn't have a job last year because he basically burnt out in Houston. Um, before that, he was the Cowboys head coach for a few years. He did he was a great okay. job there. Yeah, fantastic well, he job. He was okay. He struggled late. He had a couple of really good seasons there. Um, but basically, he Not made a game plan. He blitzed less than he's blitzed in any game for 10 years. And what people don't realize, um, if, if you're absolutely brand new, I'm sure most people know what a blitz is, but it's sending extra defenders above your front four or three, whatever yeah. you are. Um He's one of the most creative blitzers going around. Yeah. He, he sends corners and safeties, not just linebackers. He'll drop D linemen. He tries to. Yeah, he's he's a zone blitzing defense where yep. basically he sends random players on the blitz and drops defensive linemen and defensive ends into yep. coverage and zone coverage and tries to trick quarterbacks into basically making mistakes in their in their coverage reads and it really worked. 
on Tom Brady. Oh. He was confused the entire game. Um, but the difference was that they didn't have to blitz. No, it was all the secondary. They give uh, The high shots were fantastic during that game. They were giving uh, three deep man under looks. They were giving three deep zone looks. They were giving one high manning everyone up. They gave two high man under, two high full zone. Yeah. They even ran the buck. Uh, the middle the one. Cover that he, two zone. he almost picked it off as well. They it worked tried. all day. They threw everything they had at them, and it worked. The defense was outstanding all day. Now, that being said, if Gokowski could kick, we probably have the best overtime. kicker in the league, we probably have and overtime I, I there. couldn't see Denver scoring again. No, they didn't look like scoring. No, that, that defense completely smothered. And it, do you know what's becoming more and more obvious to me? It is so easy for a good defense to shut down a running game in the NFL. Early on in the game, Denver ran all over the, the Patriots. And then after halftime, they just came out and basically said, we're not going to let you run on us anymore. And the team could not run. And unless you have a quarterback that can get the ball down the field, it makes it impossible. Um, I will have a shout-out to Emmanuel Sanders. He only had the five catches for 62 yards. Every one of them was for, for, for a first down. And every one of them seemed like they were spectacular over-the-head catches. Yep. He had some real clutch moments on some balls that were poorly thrown. And he should have had a, t- a touchdown. Manning missed him on that. He, he got the touchdown on third Manning down. missed about three guys on seam routes for touchdowns. Now, that's how he scored his two to Owen Daniels. But they talk about Bill Belichick being this complete, you know, he, he, he just works out how to beat a team. That seam route was open all day. If, Manning, if that was Manning three years ago, he would have put 50 points on him. Because yeah. they were just touchdowns galore. Because they were trying to blitz to stop the run, but he just kept missing guys. So that's what was you know the most interesting to me. I, I just I'm shocked. I didn't think the Broncos could win, and if they did win, I thought they'd have to have you know 300 yards rushing, which they didn't. They just got an early lead and that terrific defense. Which you know the first eight games of the season, we were talking about them as one of the historically best defenses of mm. of all time and they got back to that yesterday they pressed the receivers at line of scrimmage which what that allowed was the patriots like to run these pick drills where they have receivers cross and and basically run into the other the other receivers defensive back if you press them and don't let them get off the line the timing's all thrown off and they can't actually get those those blocks on the other defensive backs and it completely threw off the the, the offense and then with that pass rush tom brady only had a second, two seconds to actually get rid of the ball oh, on he, every play, and he couldn't. No, I, I've never seen, and they say it's all ball out fast and it's time and all the rest of it, but I've Have never you ever seen, seen two a, rush ends dominate like no, that. I've never seen a quarterback be under siege like that. Everyone talks about how to get to Brady, and it's not how to get to Brady, it's how to get to any quarterback is yep. that rush up in their face yeah. with two hard rushes coming upfield, it gives you nowhere to go, and you get eaten up. And that's what happened all day. I think the most underrated. Defenders all day with the two interior linemen, Derek, Derek Wolf, and I've, I've forgotten the other guy's name. Um, Malik Jackson, uh, you know, a Tennessee boy yep. who we all love, and so. they rotate a couple of others through there as well. Yeah, but those guys, their stats will never show it. But they're outstanding pushing that pocket back into Brady's face, and he just I couldn't step so up. And, and I will say one thing: the left tackle from the Patriots, Sebastian Vollmer, he should be looking for a new career path because not only was he terrible, he's technique and footwork was the worst offensive line play I've ever seen at that level. I've seen guys in Gridiron Victoria drop step better than him. It is, it's as if he didn't care and wasn't trying. I, I honestly watched him the entire game baffled about how there was times he didn't even drop step. He just turned side on and let DeMarcus Ware run straight past him. This is a guy who was going to go to the Hall of Fame, DeMarcus Ware. You have to show him some respect. 
He crushed them. And then Von Miller on the other side, the have player of the his, day. If you looked at his stat line, he was unbelievable. It's incredible. Two and a half, five tackles, two and a half sacks, and one interception. And he also did force a fumble. It's not on the stats. He did force it, but the Patriots recovered it. Um, and then the refs didn't call it a fumble, and they, did, they didn't challenge it. But if they yeah. say if Denver had recovered it and they challenged it, it would have been a fumble. So yeah. he played outstanding. There was a play they brought in Fleming, the the six offensive lineman for the Patriots, to block uh, Von Miller with um, with the right tackle Marcus Cannon, and he beat both of them. Yeah, that's he, just that's a sin. He had an incredible day, and, and the craziest thing I honestly think about this game, as I said earlier. If Gokowski kicks straight, and he's the, it could be somebody he else. He holds the record for most extra points in a row. He hadn't missed in ten years or something. Yeah, he is, uh, he is by far the best kicker in the NFL, Gokowski. Oh. Like, uh, absolutely by far, not even close to anyone else. And uh, quite, you, I'm on record as hating this change for the extra points. Oh yeah, points me too. On record, I don't I like don't games want... being decided by kickers on yeah. extra points. And then someone's going to go, "Well, oh, we just made the kick." Don't be that guy. If you're sitting there saying, "Just make the kick," don't be that guy. The game was fine. Yeah, it didn't need to be touched. What? I, what? I, the the it's called an extra point for a reason. It's like when you go to McDonald's and they say we'll give you a free extra <laughs> cheeseburger with your meal. Yes, please. You just get it. You don't have to then go out and make a really hard kick with pressure on you to try and get it. Chris, I'm gonna swear it's a f-ing extra point. It's free. All right? Don't yell. That's Pe- my point. It, pe- it peaks all the levels. <laughs> Sorry, all the levels. okay? It blows my ears out. <laughs> Basically, the kicker, yeah, if the kicker had kicked that extra point, they would have been able to go into overtime. Uh, but I, I have to say, the Denver were the better team on, on the day, and their defense played outstanding. And now they'll face the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl. They will indeed. The Carolina Panthers humiliated our Cardinals uh, to the tune of 49 to 15. What How was disappointed abs- were you? Oh, my God. It was such a bad game. The only thing I was most disappointed with at the end, Ron Rivera went for two because yeah. that's what the chart says to do. Yeah. And I'm never going to get stuck into him for that. Good on him. But what I want him to do is one more time, drop a 50-burger on him. Yeah, I think that Stuff was him. him. Yeah, there was, there was all this... Uh, you know, claims that it was rude and disrespectful. That's what the chart says. You played, you played to the points. Yeah. And then when he scored the next one, if he'd gone for two on the next one, then you can start saying, "All right, he's just rubbing this in oh, now." But I would have got to say they dropped a fifty I burger know. in a playoff I, game. I just can't get over how dominant the Panthers were. It was incredible. And you know, the, the big story to come out of this game, in my opinion, was Thomas Davis breaking his arm. Mm. So he's already had surgery. Uh, he's an outstanding linebacker and. You know he's their second best behind Luke Kukli, which isn't saying much. Basically, he's had he's already had surgery. He's hoping to play in a couple of weeks. So this is a guy who you know the most talked about storyline in NFL football, other than Tom Brady um, being a six round pick, is that Thomas Davis has had three knee con- knee reconstructions in the same knee, and he's still going. And he's such a good athlete. So I hope for his sake that he can get back because if anyone deserves it on that team. It's certainly not the laptop stealer. It's it's Thomas Davis. So hopefully Te- he can get there. Technically, he was a laptop receiver, but he oh. knew it had been stolen. And when the cops knocked on his door, uh. he threw it out the window to cover it. Oh, okay. So he was an accomplice to a crime, not an actual person who <laughs> committed the crime. Um, oh, that makes me feel so much better about the guy. Well, let's talk about the quarterbacks because that really was the whole theme of this game. Cam Newton was absolutely outstanding. He was 19 to 28, 300 plus yards, a couple touchdowns. He did have the one pick, but he also rushed for a couple as well. And Palmer, by complete contrast, was just awful. He was 23 of 40 for 200 yards and change, one touchdown, 
four interceptions and, and two, two lost fumbles. fumbles. He, he was, was awful. And I, I will not. I won't give all the blame to him. I certainly think that it doesn't help. They had a broken finger on his throwing hand, and people can poo-poo it as much as they want and say, "Oh, you know, he shouldn't be playing." Rah rah rah. But it's a broken. Have you, if anyone who's thrown a football. Try having a broken finger and try and throw the football again. It is so reliant. It's not just your hands. It's your fingers more than your hands throwing the ball. So he's been really terrible since that moment. You think about it, they've played Seattle and got blown they out. They terrible. They played last week against Green Bay and only Dodged just got away with it. Um, and, they, and he was terrible this week again. So since that moment, he's been terrible. But I also need to put some blame on that offensive line. Oh, and, awful. I don't know whether you give credit to the... Panthers defensive line. Well, we do. We did when it was Denver, so we yeah, should hear too. I'm sure. Yeah, they played really well, and I think a lot of it comes from Thomas Davis and Luke Kuechly. Guys just can't get open quickly against that defense. Uh, but yeah, that defensive line was I can't dominant. Kuechly had another sack, uh, had another, another pick, pick touchdown. That's, That's all a, he does. It, you know, it reminds me of when your defense scores a lot. You got a really good shot. It reminds me of Tampa's defense when they won the Super Bowl. They scored does. so many points on defense that year. Yep. The amount of pick sixes they had was stupid. It was something like seven. It yeah. was a ridiculous number. Carolina just remind me of that. Well, that's three weeks in a row. Luke Kuechly's yeah. had a pick six. The, it reminds me of um, Brooks. Reminds me of Derek Brooks. Yeah. He did the exact same thing in that year. Look, Carolina are going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win it huge. I, I honestly think this game is going to be. It could be awful. It could be over at halftime. Yeah, it could. Look, we'll get to that next week when we discuss the Super Bowl. But I, I do think they're the better team. But you know, when a guy like Peyton Manning's retiring and it's going to be his last game, I think a, a team could definitely get up for it. And I think the Patriots are a better offense than the Panthers, not by a lot. And Denver certainly crushed that offense last week. Like you're still going to have the problem of Michael Ola going or Michael Orr going against Demarcus Ware. Like that, you're still going to have that matchup, and he's not known for his pass protection. There's, so, there's some big, there's some big differences about Carolina's offense. First off, you got somebody like a complete wild card like Ted Ginn, who so can fast. who can change a game. And if I don't know whether it's Rivera or someone else got to him and said, "Hey, if you do this, this, and this." You can be really good at this game. Now, he still can't run routes and he still drops a lot of balls, but they've worked out ways to turn him into a genuine wild card. Whoever got to him should get to bloody Cordell Patterson as well. Yeah, but and Tavon Austin yep, in St. Louis. And, that, and that's a completely different subject. The other difference is Cam Newton. Oh, he is the difference between him. You saw when Brady had that scramble for a, for a first down and Kaleeb got him. Yeah. Sorry, Tlaib got him. Cam Newton takes that for 45 yeah, yards. Yeah, he, he scores. And yeah, that's the difference. That he is, is he's like an massive. offensive lineman that runs like a running back. And what I, I kind of like it, I kind of think it'll hurt them at some point, but I like it on the same respect that they just don't care if he takes hits. No. They just go, Cam, you're no. bigger than everyone out there. In, just run. In junk time. And I know it was against Tampa Bay, but that's where I saw it the most. It was junk time against Tampa Bay, and they're calling quarterback draws. Yeah. And... Um, they and, just and treat him options. like a running back. Yeah, they, they say he's he's not going to break. And you know what? If he does, we'll eat it. But it's he's not like RG three, who is a little weedy, skinny no, guy. He is huge. He is a tank. He should be playing power forward for the Lakers. He's ginormous. Yeah, he's a big guy. And I, I don't know if he was a basketballer, but I'm sure if he was at some point, ESPN will let us know this week before the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, they got two weeks of airtime <laughs> yeah, to I know. fill. I'm sure we'll know if he's a basketballer. Did you know Jimmy Graham was a basketballer? Just a quick fun fact. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Look, I want to discuss quickly 
um, I saw the major flaw in Arizona, and it's their pass rush. Dwight yeah. Freeney is not... He's an okay guy if he was your third pass rush that you brought in every now and again. That is their biggest need. Their defensive backs are great. How many times did Cam Newton just sit there for five or six seconds and then go, oh, he's wide open? You can't cover guys for that long in the NFL. They're no, too good they're too athletes. Good. So that's what they need to fix out. And I will say the entire game turned on Patrick Peterson fumbling that punt. Yes. So it's 17-zip. It's Arizona drive the field, score a touchdown. Palmer looks great. The O-line's protecting him. They've kind of worked out how they're attacking. They finally get a three and out on Carolina, a punt. Peterson is going to take this at full speed. He could potentially score on it, let alone. I don't want to assume he does, but let's say minimum he gets 10 yards on that return. Arizona get the ball back at the at midfield, to, and I honestly believe the way that they just played the drive before, they would have scored a touchdown. All of a sudden, it's 14-17. What did happen was Patrick Peterson fumbles, Carolina get the ball back, score a touchdown, 24-7. The game is over then. Yep. You're not going to catch them. They're not going to let... They're not going to let like Seattle or the Giants did earlier in the year no, catch that, them that, again. That's their move. They yep. jump you. They just and I'm telling kill you, you, if they jump Denver next week, there's no chance. Denver it is cannot over. score. I don't it think Denver over. can score 20 points against them. No, this I game. Don't if Denver win, it will be 20 to 18, like the Patriots or it's 2012. Be, it'll or, be really interesting when we look on the when we look at the betting lines when they come out about things like the to- over under totals because Carolina Denver, can put 50 on. That's exactly, the difference. It could be. It could be. Way, way over. Look, I, I will just say, Carolina got a lot of their points from turnovers. They got a ton of points from turnovers, including a pick six directly from one. So if I don't think Peyton Manning is going to have a meltdown like Carson Palmer did, because one thing he is, he's very safe with the ball, makes the right decisions. But I just don't think, unless the pass rush can go, we'll, we'll discuss it next can, week yeah. when we get to it. Can but. I give you one thing? One thing I want to leave you with. Yep. You watch both games, though. Presume. Yes. I, I did. didn't watch it with you. All right. How's the difference from that first game with those two quarterbacks and then watching Cam Newton throw the football? The difference in velocity. Did you see that? Out? Out? He just the throws fifth, him off his back he, foot. Like he, it's threw nothing. A, he threw a 15 and out, which anyone who's, who doesn't understand, a 15 and out in the NFL is the hardest throw for a quarterback to make for two reasons. It's a long distance and you can't lob it because defensive backs can jump it, they undercut it. So that's kind of, if you can make that throw in college, you're going to the NFL. Cam Newton threw one of them off his back foot, stiff army yeah, at defensive away. end, and just went, yep, yeah, threw it. And the D-back turned thinking, oh, I'm going to pick this off. And the ball went so quickly, he just watched it. And he actually looked at Cam Newton and clapped him. Like, went, yep, yeah, I can't beat that. It was Patrick Peterson, one of the best corners in the NFL. He just turned and said, I cannot. But he, when he saw Cam Newton go to throw it, he thought, this is going to be underthrown. I'm going to be running for a touchdown. He- and he just when he threw, he just clapped him and went that was unbelievable. It's like he's running around throwing a tennis ball. He, he is he, he, the the way he can just whip it as I, he wants I've, is incredible. And I think we need, I think a lot of people who are Carolina fans have got us wrong. I dislike Cam Newton as a person. I don't think he's a bad football player. No, he's a great. And football And I don't think player. I've ever if I've ever said that. Feel free to go back and find it, and, I, and I'll eat humble pie. I don't think I've ever claimed Cam Newton's a bad player. I just think he's done some. You know, bad things in the past, which a lot of them have, in, in fairness. But I don't like I don't like the hubris. That's the bottom line. I don't like taking photos before the game ends with thirty of your players on the sideline. It's disrespectful, but it's their thing and it's fun and that's what they do. Do you, you um know? have you ever listened to any of his um press conferences? Yeah, he's an idiot. Like, he I bet you 
fetch a million bucks. He thinks he's crushing those. I bet he thinks he's so yeah. funny. You know, have you ever seen the movie Bull Durham? Yes. When he's trying to teach Nuke Lelouch how to how to do press conferences. Yeah. That's what Cam Newton sounds like. And he'd walk out and with his stupid outfits and just go, Yep, I crushed that one. Yeah. That was um, all me, guys. Look, he had three costumes. I'm gonna call them costumes. <laughs> he had three costume changes during warm up. Cam, just go ahead and play football and everyone more and I'm sure he'll learn this as he gets older. But the thought of them winning a Super Bowl, the hubris of Cam Newton is going to go through the roof. He's going to win the MVP, and God damn it, he should. He's just had such. I'm telling you right now, he's going to win the MVP, and he's going to win the Super Bowl, and he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP. If if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll join Charles Woodson for the only player to win Heisman, uh, College Championship, Rookie of the Year, and Super Bowl. So he'll join, and he'll probably have a Super Bowl MVP under his belt as well, because. Look, if he plays there, anything like he has lately, there's only there. two other quarterbacks who've won Both. national titles, and and yep, I know one of them. Quick, is- I, just, I will just say before we move on, I will say last thing: um, three of the quarterbacks playing in this week games were all number one picks. Tom Brady was the only one that wasn't. Well, yeah, he was seventh round. <laughs> so yeah, Tom Brady, who's arguably That's really and not that big an argument, is the best quarterback of all time, and then three former number one overall. Have you looked picks. at the rest of that that Cam Newton draft? Oh, we're way off track. That Cam Newton draft class. A lot of people had plenty of questions coming out, and fair enough too. He only really had that one good year at Auburn, and they didn't run a proper offense. That offense was, and for anyone who says, oh, it was obvious in college, that offense had two reads every play. You either handed off the ball, kept it yourself, or did the play action and threw it to a designated player. Yeah. Any secondary reads were just a fluky bonus. Yeah. That's basically what that entire offense was. So coming out, people said, okay, he has to grasp this whole thing. I presume you've got it now. Have you seen the top 15 from this draft? It is one of the worst. You reckon? Or is it one of the best It's one of the best. So Cam Newton, number one. Yep. Von Miller, number two. That was Andy. Marcel Darius, number three, who's one of the best interior linemen. AJ Green, number four. Patrick Peterson, number five. Julio Jones, Number six. That's a bargain down there. Alden Smith, San Francisco, number seven, who was great. Jake Locker from Tennessee is the worst one at eight. Tyrone Smith from Dallas at nine. Um, Blaine Gabbard at 10. JJ Watt at 11. Stop there. It's it's a great draft. You look at those quarterbacks. There were plenty of teams who needed them. And Carolina, they could have easily have taken Blaine Cabot or something like that. Well, Jake Locker been... was the out and out. It was the Washington Husky. He was the out and out guy. So we've, that, we've for, gone so off base here for that typical pro. <laughs> sorry, for that prototypical pocket quarterback. Good on Carolina. Yeah, well, they, what, they saw upside. I remember and it's worked out. I remember when that happened. I'm like, oof. I don't know if I'd have the guts. Yep. But you know what? My thing is, and this is where Cleveland Brown should take a a leaf. Just keep drafting quarterbacks till you hit on one. Yeah, you have to. Even if you've got one in the first round and after a year you're like, oh, I don't know if he's any good. If you're in the position to get one again, get him. Yep. So we're off track and to all you Carolina fans, congratulations. You're going to win the Super Bowl. Moving on to our season reviews. We've knocked out a bunch of teams so far. We'll keep on charging through. We're up to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My Bucks went 6-10. and 10. My, my man... Jameis went all season, so it has to be a success from that. He had a very good year, and he just been added to the Pro Bowl, which we'll which get is to. ridiculous. Yep. But anyway, um, <laughs> there are plenty of holes here still. There's some exciting pieces, both on O and D. There's a couple you could say are all, are pretty much elite, but 
they've got a lot of holes they need to fill. Well, if, uh, we'll go straight into We'll discuss the offense first. The offensive MVP, I weighed up. There was probably three guys who deserved it. Uh, Mike Evans, the wide receiver, had another outstanding season. I had Jameis Winston in there. He was you know, a quarterback who played 16 games as a rookie and was pretty adequate in every single one. But the winner was Doug Martin in my mind. He had a complete bounce-back season. They will need to get him re-signed, and they will, because you just can't let a guy like that walk. Um, they have fired Lovey Smith and promoted Dirk Cutter, who was the offensive coordinator, which a lot of people are saying Hugh Jackson was the best coaching choice I think that's the best choice. An offense that went really well last year with young pieces. Best, o- best offense in- Tampa has ever had. Yeah, if Austin's affair and Jenkins can stay healthy and work it out, he could have a Jordan Reed like resurgence. Oh, that'd be good. Like, could you imagine I, that? I hope You've so. already got Mike <laughs> Evans, who's solidified himself as an outstanding outside receiver. Um, where they lack is is the cornerback position and the safety position. You know, I, I feel bad for them because they had they drafted Mark Barron a couple of years ago, and I can still remember reading his scouting report to this day, and it was his floor is to be at an all pro safety, his ceiling is to be an all pro safety. So that was he was one of the highly touted players coming out of college ever, and they did the right thing and went, let's just go with this absolute. Not a not a fancy pick. Let's take him, and he is not. He didn't work out. They've traded him. To we St. traded Lewis. him for a bag of chips. Exactly, and you we just basically got rid of his contract. Him. Look, and and that's a shame, but it happens. They need to fix the cornerback position. Um, Maurice Kennedy's there. Denzel McDaniel's there from Kansas State. They're the seniors. There's a couple. We just, I feel like every time we do a review, we discuss the good cornerbacks because every team needs them because the NFL is so pass happy now. Uh, look. The offensively, they fix the offensive line. They bring in, you know, Logan Mankins probably got a year left in him. They need to replace Gostacherilis, the right tackle. Uh, if they can bring in a couple more pieces and improve that offensive line, that offense will be dynamite. It's already got the quarterback, and they're a team going in that doesn't need it. So they should be fine. Defensively, they need D-backs and safeties. Linebackers, they're set. Oh, yeah. Levonta David, who was my defensive MVP, another outstanding year. And Quan Alexander, the Quan, as I like to call him. Has now served his four games. He's got served suspension. his four. And you know what? They were smart Tampa Bay doing that because they've got him for next year now. He is an outstanding young young linebacker. So they've locked that position down. They maybe need a rush end, and you can probably get that at nine in this draft. Well, funny you say that. Um, Shaq Lawson out of Clemson is on a lot of mock drafts around there. There yep. are a couple of other rush ends who'll go before him. Joey Bosa out of it's Ohio easy State. He'll to, be the first one. It's easy to He'll draft a pass rusher. It's hard to get one to be successful in the NFL. Very, very so, true. But that's what they'll try and do. Like, you look at the guys they've drafted. Daquan Bowers was a knockout of the park first round pick. Blew his knee out. Never the same. Uh, these are guys well, we that, cut him and re-signed. He's him. yeah. He's he's now a free agent. Like it's just they've been a bit stiff. They haven't made bad choices. They need to let Chris Conti leave. He's one of the most no, overrated safeties in the NFL. Um, without Lovey Smith there to hold his hand and bring him back, I think he'll be gone. But like I said you got a guy like Jameis Winston. You've set yourself up, and hopefully he can continue to improve. N- nothing better than not have to take a quarterback in the first round. Spot on. Gives you a lot and a lot of freedom. <laughs> Moving on, the New York Giants, 6-10 and 10 for 2015. They've got a new new coach coming in. They've got to get, I think, they've got to get their, their running game back yep. to give um, Manning some more to go with. They've got some good receivers. Odell Beckham is one of the most outstanding young receivers we've ever seen. He was the offensive MVP yeah, comfortably. Uh, Eli Manning's getting older. That's what concerns me as well. What I'll get to defense next. Offensively, 
They need to get some players back healthy. They played without their starting left tackle this year from the preseason. So that's always... Any team that loses their you know, Pro Bowl caliber left tackle, it's always going to be difficult to bounce back. They had to shift the O-line a lot. They'll get them back, which will make the passing game even better. Victor Cruz didn't end up playing a game this year. No. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. Is he done? Who knows? Defensively, um, the MVP was the rookie Landon Collins. Uh Stats won't blow you away. He did have over 100 tackles as a safety. Definitely a down-in-the-box kind of safety, so they'll probably need to add a coverage safety um, in in the mix so he can play that in-the-box safety. They definitely need to bring back Prince of Muknamara, but I don't think he'll want to come back. But the question is, what do you do with Jason Pierre-Paul? Let him walk. His speed and his aggressiveness was still there. He can't 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 tackle. tackle. And I, I feel... Well, I don't feel that terrible for him because it was his own dumb mistake. He'll get signed somewhere, but he will not get the money he wants because it's all well and good to be able to get upfield and and you know make a mockery of running games, but he can't tackle anyone and no. he can't he can't even tackle the quarterback. No, so I don't know what um, they're going to do. I, I think I know what they're going to do, and they should let him walk. But you know what? When a team loves a guy, which he is such a big figure for the the whole organization, they tend to bring them back when they shouldn't. It's interesting to see. Um, the other guys, Eric Flowers, who they drafted in the first round last year, basically got uh, you know thrown into the fire this year at left sure tackle did. and got a lot better. So he'll move to right tackle, which will instantly make it easier for him, not going against as good a pass rushes. They get Will Beattie back. That offense will be flying for years, but they've got to fix that defense up, and it starts with finding a defensive end because you want to play that 4-3, you need a pass rusher. 100%. Chicago Bears finished also 6-10. and 10. They've got all sorts of issues. I'm going to start at the running back, Matt Forte. Do you sign him or do you let him walk? Well, he was the offensive MVP for me, so um, and pretty comfortable. He had almost 1,200 yards from scrimmage on a pretty crummy offense, which I didn't realize how bad they were till I looked. However, when he was injured, which was a lot of the seat, he missed, he missed uh, seven games and still had 1,200 yards from scrimmage. So shows how good he was in those games he played. But Jeremy Langford stepped in the backup running back and looked outstanding. So I think in terms of money saving, they were paying him $9.2 million last year. He's going to want around that mark. It's just such a high grade when you can have Jeremy Langford for about $1.5 million. Is there a franchise tag free? Yes, it is, but they won't tag Matt Forte. What's tagging a running back going to cost you these days? What's the average top five salary? Oh, look, it'd be around, you'd have to check, but I would say it'd be around the $10 million mark. Let me check for you. I think Matt Forte talking. is about fourth in the NFL for, for salary. Um, we'll quickly... Do you stick with Jay Cutler? He was okay this year. And you can't get out front of that contract anyway. I reckon you're right so just for next keep season. Keep going. Olsen Jeffrey is a really good receiver. He fought injuries this year and fell short of a 1,000-yard season, but came on really strong late in the season when he was healthy. Running back will cost you just short of 11, 11 million. million. So it's not worth it in my opinion. Um, other than that, they don't have – like they have to bring Olsen Jeffrey back, obviously. He's an unrestricted free agent, which is – no, which is trouble because he might want to leave, and if he leaves, that offense is poop. It's nothing. Other than that, there's not a lot that they need to bring back. So, interesting to see, they just need pass rushes. And like every team, they've swapped, they swapped to this 3-4. They traded Jaron Allen, which I'll still say, absolute class move by the 100%. Bears. He was not effective for them. And instead of being assholes about it and saying, no, nah, we're not going to trade you, basically they said, Carolina, if you're happy to have a guy who can rush out of the 4-3, he's yours for a bag of chips. And they did, and now he could potentially, he should win a Super Bowl next week, which would be a great end to his career. Um, they need a lot of pieces to help. I think this team is so underwhelming. People who think they're going to be better next year, 
I don't see it happening, but they've got, they got a lot they need to fix up. And unfortunately, when you're picking 12th in the draft, there's kind of not a lot of instant impact players left. Uh, instant impact, yes. But there are still lots of good players. Well, you should. If you're in the first round, in the first 20 picks, you should get a starter. Yeah, I mean... What way do, do, go? do, I mean, do they go quarterback? Like, is would Jared no. if Jared Goff sitting there at, at eleven? Do they he take him? He won't be. Someone but, will trade up. The, the, or, the Browns. Or Cleveland. Should, Cleveland. The Browns should just take, take him. him. They should take him. The, the other look, I think Goff will be gone. Paxton Lynch might still be there. Yeah. So you weigh that up with you. T- all the other you way take around. Take a quarterback. All the other way around. They have to get Olsen Jeffrey. Get um Olsen Jeffrey back in free agency, and then you got Langford and Jeffrey and Cutler. You can probably look all right. Maybe draft a quarterback to sit, you know, behind Cutler for a year and learn how to be how to not be a quarterback, and then move on from there. <laughs> oh, we'll move on off that joke. <laughs> New England Saints finished seven. New England Saints. Oh, Have they God. moved. <laughs> I wish I could blame you for the typo, but it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. me. Hundred no, percent me. And I like the Saints. The New Orleans Saints finished the year seven and nine. It was a Roller coaster year for the Saints. There were weeks where they looked outstanding. The week I saw them and they knocked off Atlanta, who had been flying. They won five in a row at one point. They looked awesome that night. That Thursday night, they looked so good that I'm thinking, oh, they're back. You know, sitting around with the Saints fans and they were telling me how it was all going to turn around from here. And, and from what I'd just seen, I was buying into it too. But they were so inconsistent. There's rumors that their coach was available for trade and they said he never was. Breeze is worth a bucket load against the cap. They're They've in real trouble. Cap trouble. They can't wait for that because there's going to be, everyone who doesn't know, there will be an extra $13 million added to the cap this for next off season. So every team will gain $13 million, which is a lot of what cap. What does that make the total salary cap? Uh, it'll be 163 I think it's 150, 166 I think, off the top of my head. You keep talking, I'll double check. Either way, the offensive MVP... I weighed up Brandon Cooks, who had a really good year, missed a few from injury, but it had to be Drew Brees. I couldn't look past it. $143.28 million. That's next now, year? or what will it be next year? That was the 2015 so salary So they'll add $13 million to that. So it'll be pretty high. So that will help a team like um, New Orleans. The trouble is they're free agents that are now unrestricted. The top-paid guy is only $2 million. So you've got three guys at about $2 million that are going to come off your cap. And then the rest are just minimum salary. So they're not going to gain a lot of relief. They're not going to get rid of Drew Brees. That's something they're definitely not going to do. They and they shouldn't. Can't. I, I'd say maybe a guy's like like Miles Jack out of UCLA to try and strengthen that defense up. Hang on. Could you rework that Brees? Yes, and I think deal? he will. I think he will. He's a team guy. Well, he doesn't just want give to him suck more, again. We'll just give him more guaranteed money, basically. It's like Tom Brady reworked his deal a couple of years ago and everyone called him a hero. He actually reworked it so he got more money up front, but just saved salary cap. So it worked for both of them. So I think that's what you'll see him do. But yeah, Miles Jack out of UCLA, he's probably the top guy. That defense was the worst in the NFL this year, or maybe second worst behind the Giants, which isn't saying much. Brandon Browner was the worst cornerback I have ever seen play an entire season. Hey, and, and don't let his cornerback and Delvin, on the other side of the Delvin, field get away Delvin Bro, I kind of feel bad bagging because he's had a really tough story. He had a, a terrible accident when he was younger and basically had to make his way through the Canadian Football League and all that kind of stuff to get there. He was still But he was awful. terrible this season. The defensive MVP, a bit of hope, was Stefan Anthony, rookie middle linebacker. Outstanding year. Um 
also the young Hawaiian guy, I've forgotten his name, the outside linebacker, he played outstanding for them as well. So there is some hope there, but you know, this is a team, I don't know how they won seven games this year because I reckon there's teams picking inside the top 10 and most of them are better than them. Yeah, it's interesting. As I said, they had a really rollercoaster year. When they looked good, they looked as good as anyone in the league, except maybe the top couple. Yeah. But when they were bad, they were And when you've got a guy like Drew Brees, who's a future always got a chance. It's what's, it's what's going to happen. You've always got a chance. That'll bring us to the end of this segment. We'll, of course, keep it rolling throughout the weeks as we start looking towards the draft and other things. But right now, we're going to take a quick drop in at Chris's betting corner. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Hello, boys. Hey, Chris. What's going on? Hey, hey mate. Hey, Starkey. How Not are you, buddy? a good week for either of you two. I hate At betting. all. No. It's been a terrible end of the year but for both of you. On a bright note, me yeah. and Richie have made so much money off the tennis that it's not funny. Thank you, William Hill, yeah. for giving us Chase the Ace. And that's real money as well. It is yeah, not money. muck around money. It is. We've both started with about $40, and I think we're both... Have you cleared 400 yet? I'm well in excess I've cleared, of $400. i have cleared 400 and I've already given back 100 so I'm basically like 500 up. It's unbelievable. Your shout for dinner. Let's see how you went last week. Straight up, Arizona Cardinals to win into New England to win. Good. That's paying 376. Steve Shit should have gone first. I'll have $500 on it, please. I'm going to go for a futures bet. I'm going to go for Doug Johnson. The running back from I Arizona. I think it's Doug Johnson. Um, I know it's Johnson to be the Super Bowl MVP. And I'll have... Uh, it's paying $6.42. Rob Gronkowski to score two touchdowns and New England to win is paying $7.50. I'll have 500 on that as well. I will have Julian Edelman and I'll just get his odds quickly. $13 for him to be the to last win. touchdown okay. scorer. And the Patriots to win. I'll have the Arizona Cardinals to win and the game to be over 46 points. Sorry, 44 points. The odds are $9.50 and I want $500. So terrible from both of you. We won't even recap what you, what, you, uh, what you bet on. All th- you lost all three, James. Richie, you lost all two. You started the week, James, on 18,766. You're 1,500 bucks down, still got 17,266. That's with only one week left, so that's good. Yeah, and we, Richie, we wanted to bet on the Pro Bowl, but we can't. That's fine. Yeah. That's probably not a bad thing. Richie, you started off the week 12,390, lost 1,000 bucks, down to 11,390. So you both have a lot to play with come the Super Bowl. I think the most exciting thing about Super Bowl betting is all the props. Yeah. Prop bets are National anthem, distance, um, time. Heads or tails. Dress, what colour dress the lady singing the anthem will be. What song Coldplay will sing first, which I won't bet on because I don't know any Coldplay songs and <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that. Clocks. 280. Is, is yellow? That, is, I've no idea. Is that a song? They won't play yellow. It's too mellow. Yeah. That's, they're it's, the only two I know. It's Clocks mellow like the yellow. Thank you. It's not upbeat enough for the Super Bowl. But yeah. you've got a lot to play with. Guarantee and single ladies gets played, whatever that's paying. To get I may played make, by Beyonce, it'll be there. I may see if I can uh, make a minimum bet that you both have to uh, put your money on to make it a bit interesting. I'm just going to let you know I'm, all my money will be bet next week. Yeah. Are you agree with you? Yep. And I can tell you what. So we'll be betting on a lot of things, and whatever's left will be going all. He, we'll say now, Richie 
I've given him the Carolina Panthers, so I, I am Mr. Carolina. Mr. Bet what, he can beat whatever's left on them. We we can all say I've won this thing. So you know no, what? You still no, again, look, I'm giving him the Panthers for the sake of a bit of bit of fun. No, that's just an excuse. And I'll, if and you I'll lose. take Denver. You can't do that. All right. Well, I'll, I'll have the Panthers then. <laughs> <laughs> I think copped a little Panther flack on Twitter this oh, week. Yeah, it's... Cam from inside the playbook. Get yeah. over it, mate. You're not that good. And I was gonna say. First, it's it's really easy to crow after the event. I know. He, Maybe on your podcast you could be. Oh, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, Cam. We appreciate you trying to make a mockery of us on Twitter. However, we just don't care about your opinion. So thanks, mate. Go Panthers in the Super Bowl. What about all your futures bets, Richie? You had a bunch of futures bets. None of them got up. All I gone. did. I had many future bets. Uh, I was very... You had one very, very, very early on. Was it the first week I think you had a futures bet? Was that the one with the Green Bay Packers that would go 17-0? I did. And I had Green that Bay going f- undefeated yeah. and and winning the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers being the league MVP. Yeah, then I had a few on... Um, Arizona, on Seattle, Arizona. Pittsburgh. You were a bit yeah. stiff with Seattle. If Seattle could have got over the line against um, Carolina, I reckon they'd be winning the Super Bowl next week because I thought they were the two best teams in the NFL this year. Oh, sorry, and Arizona. But yeah, after watching what... Carolina did to them. I just don't know how to live again. <laughs> so, so either way, bad. the betting corner, we're going to carve out a little more time for it next week because there's going to be a lot. Some will be ridiculous. I'm going to try my hardest to find some really random things. And just really quick as well, what do you think the line will start up as? The line? Or has it already started? I think technically well, it's already, it's already been already out. Yeah, it's Carolina plus four. Only plus was the four, last right? one I yeah. saw. And and quite frankly, that's not enough. You can make a Carolina plus a You can yeah. make Carolina plus ten. I thought it, it would have been a, a, at least a, more than a touchdown, I would have thought. It'll never be more than a touchdown in a Super Bowl because the books will get destroyed by the professionals. That kind of amount is just too, too big. Listen to big Mr. Like Betting over here. Yeah, Mr. Betting losing to a guy who doesn't even know what the line is. <laughs> or what a so parlay you just is. thank me for the William Hill, all right? Or you don't know even yes, basically I got you $500. This guy doesn't even up. know who he bets on. He's getting names of people wrong. His name's David Johnson. Not Doug? No, it's not Doug. It's Doug Martin, David Johnson. Look, <laughs> well, blame... how do you bet on someone when you've got the screen in front of you and you got you're... his last name right? So I'm sick just, of your you criticism. Like he comes Johnson, in wearing his SEN lanyard with his little buzzer so that, get, that gets him indoors. Yeah, we are jealous. We it's want a buzzer. You. I've been working here for three years. It's I've got this last week. Trust me, we know Judy, it's new. the receptionist. I saw you out on the, at the pub on the weekend. You had Jesse and tag on, and you were just showing it in yeah, people's places as you were. Incredible. We want one really. You know how many places it gets me into rather than SEN? Um, no none, one. None. But it's still cool. <laughs> really quickly, what do you think Carolina's odds were for the start of the season? Uh, I would have said about $48. 60 to 1. Jeez. To win the Super Bowl. That's 60 to 1. Denver, pretty interesting. Denver were 10 to 1. It's pretty start interesting. Of the season. And I think Arizona were like 26 to 1, which yeah, I. We loved our that. Our first pod. Oh. Actually, I loved it. Go back and listen to pod number one. I, mean, I talk about how good a bet it is, and he bags me. That's what we're going to do. But, and then you uh, we, we, we would have lost if you That's what we're going to do so. next week as well. I have written up rundowns from the first few episodes that we had at the start of the season, before the season even started. We're going to have a look back at some of you guys' predictions. Oh, um, yeah, we'll recap those for sure. And see how terrible to? you all are and hey, make you all we were, sound silly. Some we were bang on. Also, we've got our blooper reel coming up. Yeah, that'll uh, be pretty funny. In next week's show, so do some work, Chris, and put that together for me. I oh, know, and it's not just stuff that we've said on air as well. It's a lot of stuff we've said before and after the show. Uh, I, make sure I, lo- I, I love on. how Rich is using we in this. Basically, it's going to be me being humiliated for a couple of minutes. <laughs> it's so, just you putting on voices. I'm, yeah, I'm a funny guy. Oh, if you say so. <laughs> Should we discuss Pro Bowl, Rich, quickly? Yeah, let's take a real quick look at the Pro Bowl. Uh, first thing I'm going to say is it's obviously 
an exhibition. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. But <laughs> first so off, bad. the uniforms look cool. I, I like the new format where they where they pick teams. That must happen in a day or two. Yeah, um, it should be. I think they do non-skill positions first, so the fat offensive linemen don't feel so bad when they get picked last. But how that's bad such we, a really good idea. It's a good idea, and as a fat offensive lineman, I know how bad that can feel sometimes. Uh, so. I like the new format. I like the fact they take it a little more seriously now, and it's a bit more of a game. But it's fun, and that's what it should be. There's also rumors it could be in Sydney in 2017, but that we'll, would wait, be awesome. we'll wait and see. Um, quite frankly, that's almost better than a regular season game because there'll be more good players out. Oh, it'd be all, and then, you know, it's just... But SN will get us media passes. I can meet guys. Exactly. You know? Here is my concern with the Pro Bowl. There's a record number of players. 43? Is that what you said to me coming. earlier? Well, there's 43 who are selected but will not participate. And a lot of those are at least 13 of them. 13 of uh, Denver and, and Carolina. Carolina players. So a lot of Patriots players pulled out. But yeah, so there's a lot of people like Brady, Rogers, Palmer, Roethlisberger, LaShawn McCoy are all just pulling out. And quite frankly, for most of them, not a good reason. Like someone like Andy Dalton, yeah, he was hurt, and you wouldn't expect him to play. Not that he got selected; he's only played half a year. Brady pulled out because he's starting um, a club next week called the Whinging to the Refs Club, <laughs> and that's their first meeting, so he can't um, actually do it. I'm just, I'm just so happy they lost. You can't describe it. It's the best feeling. God. It's better than the Cowboys winning. It really is. Um, you still have one snub, who's still. Didn't get in after all these replacements. Who was it? In the quarterback type direction. You wanted Blake Bortles in. Oh, yeah. You're telling me Jameis Winston gets in over Blake? Jameis Winston is the eighth best quarterback in the NFL? No, he's not. I don't think so. I don't think... He might be in the top 15. Maybe. Just. He might... In the future, he might be in the top 10. I'm not saying he's not a bad player. He's not a, a good player, but right now he's not. So that was really frustrating. I think for the Pro Bowl to get better, they need to go to more the way they pick the MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, all those awards where basically they have a group of 50 respected journalists, ex-coaches, and that kind of stuff all put in votes. That's what they need to do for the Pro Bowl. Um, but I do have to say they didn't miss a lot on the first the first team picked. They didn't miss many. And there's always going to be guys misses out because unfortunately there's – only five cornerbacks picked. And you know what? There's more than five really good cornerbacks in the NFL. Yeah, so that sort of thing's always going to happen. There's a difference why there's an All-Pro yes, and then a Pro Bowl well, player. Sean Lee, third-team All-Pro yeah. as, a, as, a, as an outside linebacker. He isn't even in the Pro Bowl, and about three linebackers have pulled out. Levante David didn't even get a vote for All-Pro, and he's just been in. So it just shows it's obviously done on, on fandom. A lot of Tampa Bay Bucks are in. Yeah, which is ridiculous. It's, but it's because Tampa Bay had a resurgence this year, and they looked a lot better. So the fans get excited and just start voting for their guys. You've got millions of 10-year-old kids that just go through clicking on the players from their team. You need to start. If you want it to become a legitimate thing, you put it up to experts. Now, sometimes people disagree with the MVP in that, but it's Sean always... Lee is playing. Is he in? Yes. Oh, that's my day got better. Outside linebackers, is Anthony Barr, Levante David, Elvis Dumerville, Tamahalli, Sean Lee, and Julius Peppers. Was he added, Sean Lee? Outside linebacker. Oh, that's good. Oh, that makes me feel better. That must have been recent, but there has been 43 pullouts. He'll so. be playing in number 50. In number 50. That's his usual number, so thanks for that, I did like Ty- Tyrod Taylor got added. Um, when we have the Buffalo season review... His season was so good, Tyrod Taylor. It blew me away how good a season he had. 
He only had six interceptions, just a quick little highlight. Yeah. He had a good year. The captains have been announced. you want to know who they are? Yes, I do. Even though there's no teams for them to be captains of yet, here are the captains. Devontae Freeman from Atlanta is one. Ugh. Odell Beckham Jr. from New York Giants He's is a good another. leader. He'll just teach people to try and spear. And that's what I like about it. And him. catch one-handed. Yeah, he can do Gino that. Gino Atkins of the Cincinnati Bengals is one. And Aaron Donald of the St. Louis Rams is the last. Aaron Donald's a freak show. He is a freak And so show. is Gino, actually. They're both very good. Look, who are the... Is, is, it, is it Irving tackle? and... Uh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. It was Irving and Carter last year, but I'm not sure if it's the same. I do have this. It is now Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin. That's it, Jerry Rice. The coaches will be Andy Reid and Mike McCarthy. Well, the good thing is, whoever Andy Reid's coaching, they can just never throw it downfield. So he'll pick all the quarterbacks with no arm. (laughs) He should pick Tyra Taylor and just. No, he should pick Teddy Bridgewater and not throw it down the field. Teddy throws a belt in the Pro Bowl. (laughs) Sure is. That makes me ill. You know what? On that note, I'm done. Thanks for downloading the SCN NFL podcast. You can follow James at Twitter at Stompy Feet. You can follow me at Richard03. Until next week, for James Arthur, who's left, for our producer, Chris Tyler, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. My life is a toilet.